because um, I believe this, just before I speak about the word this morning, I believe that God is going to do some amazing things here. And the reason why I believe it is this, is because it's hard. I believe that. I believe that when, if, if, if we just wanted to have a nice little church and, you know, and just, you know, just kind of get through and Jesus comes back, that's great. But if you really want to see God do some amazing things, if you really want to see revival and people being spiritually awoken and receiving Christ as their Savior, you're going to have to break through some walls. You're going to have to break through some strongholds. And I, I believe that with, with the promises that God has made and the faith of continuing to believe, it's going to happen. It has to happen. I remember praying one time, and I said, Lord, you got to do something. you got to do something. And, um, and I said, God, if, if, you don't, if you don't show me today, if you don't show me, you know, kind of like, you know, putting the Lord on the spot, you know, and, you know, I just sometimes you think God's just going to look at you and go, you know, just get out, of, you know, get out of here. But sometimes I put the Lord on the spot. God, you got to do today. If you don't show me a sign today, 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 today. And he normally will. He'll show me some type of sign, some dramatic thing to remind me that he is faithful. So you got to have that kind of attitude because our eyes will always try to tamp down our faith. Our eyes and our experience will always try to temper the waters. You know, because here's the thing. If we, have a, if we had a brand new Christian that got saved. You know what they're like. Those people are wild, right? They, don't, they haven't figured out the rules yet. And they're just, Jesus, you know. Woo! And we, I remember when we were in the opera house, and there was only like six people in the, the, the place. And this thing was huge, six people. And we had this young man that got saved. And uh, he was just, he was excited about Jesus. You know, he came to church, gave his heart to the Lord. And, and, um, and you know, we would, you know, we would sing, this is the day, this, and it was quiet. No one would sing. It was just me and my wife singing, you know. And, and, um, and this guy got saved. He's in the back, you know. This is the day. Woo! Just say people freaking out, you know. <clears throat> and so what do good old church people want to do? Let me tell you how things are here, son. But you know what? He never lost that passion. Never lost that passion. And, uh, and that was Gary Wunsch's son who gave his heart to the Lord and bre- began to bring Gary to church. And, and, and you know, that's the excitement. We don't, we don't want to tamp down excitement. But as the longer we go in Christianity, we kind of do that naturally. So I always ask the Lord, Lord, stir up that ground. Just get me excited again. And, and, you know, and I think the Lord is using my research into science as kind of that thing, kind of pricking at my heart saying, don't settle for what people say. Settle for what I say. And I tell you, God has just been so amazing when you look at God through Scripture and his revelation to us. So, <clears throat> but anyways, I just, uh, I don't even know why I shared that, but why did I share that? You don't know either. Okay, let's get into the Word. Let's get into the Word. <clears throat> learning to listen. Learning to listen. Um, we have, and, and we talked about this over the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gift of the Spirit, but we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. We know this, that the, he's, he's there with us. He lives with us. We talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the gift that God has promised us, the one that Jesus said could be yours. But 
how do you really know that the Holy Spirit is leading you? How do you know that the Holy Spirit is talking to you, guiding you, directing you? You know, I remember as a kid in youth group, I, we were there and this, this young girl is just checking out this boy, you know. That's the only thing the girls did in our youth group, just checked out the boys, you know. And, and, um, and, and then she was looking at this guy and she leans to me and she says, hey, Pete. I said, what? She says, God told me I'm going to marry that boy. And I looked at her, looked at him, I looked back at her, and I said, did God tell him? <laughs> I said, did God tell him? And I went up to the young man and I said, run, brother, run. <laughs> She's after you. You know, a lot of times we think we hear God and we want to hear God. And, 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 it's, and, and I'm not trying to discourage you from getting that sensitive to God because that's the way I want to be. I want to be sensitive to the Lord. I want to be sensitive to his spirit. But sometimes we miss what God is saying. And, and so over the years, you know, how do you really believe what the Holy Spirit is telling you? How do you really believe that he is speaking to you? We must always remember, first of all, that we have an enemy that is trying to steal, kill, and destroy who we are. That the devil never gives up. So he is going to do his best to try to mess you up. He's going to do his best to try to confuse you with voices in your head. And sometimes it's, it's the devil. Sometimes it's ourselves. Sometimes it's the voices around us. And, and yet you got to understand that this has always been his plan. Because when God created the heavens and the earth and he created mankind and he told, he told Adam and Eve, listen, I give you everything. Everything you want, it's yours. You can eat everything, but just don't touch this tree. That's the only thing. Do not eat from this tree. Do not, do not eat from this tree of good and knowledge, uh, good and evil, and, and, and everything is fine. And, and so what is the first thing the serpent does? He goes up to Eve and says, did God really say you see, the devil is always trying to confuse us on what God has said. And even now, he's always trying to confuse us. And I believe this, that if we really want to know how to hear the Holy Spirit, it is rooted in our understanding of the Word of God. I really do believe this, that the more sensitive you are to the Holy Spirit, I guarantee you the more sensitive you are to His Word. Now, there are always going to be people who say, oh, yeah, God speaks to me, and God speaks to me, and God speaks to me. But I'm telling you, people that, that I acknowledge, people that I say, wow, I want to be like that person, people that are role models in my life have always have had a good foundation in Scripture first. And, and I want to show you this, and this is why I believe that in order for you to learn to listen, you must be a person of the Word of God. Matthew 4 says this, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, and after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. You notice how this verse started, that when Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, there are times when God will lead you into places that you do not understand. God will lead you into positions and to seasons of your life that you have no idea why. And if you are not rooted in the word of God, you are going to fail the test that is about to come. So I believe that if you really want to learn to listen to the spirit of God, you must first live by the word of God. The devil came and tempted him and said, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. If, the devil said, if you are the son of God. Jesus knew exactly who he was. 
And, and this, comes, this comes an issue for us. Sometimes we forget that we're the children of the king. Sometimes we forget that we are people that have been designated kids of the king. My dad is on the throne. My father is in control of this universe. My father is in control of everything that happens here. My dad's the king. And we forget that. And so sometimes we fall for that if you're the son of God. If Jesus knew exactly who he was. But Satan will always try to get us to not live by the word. But Jesus knew the true source of life, and it came from the word of God. He did not have food to sustain him during this time, but he had God's word. He did not have resources that would provide the comfort that he needed for his physical body, but he had the word of God. There was a time when I was praying and I was so discouraged because, you know, I just knew that, that we were just failing financially and I was so mad and I was so hurt, but I looked at my wall and even to this day in my office, there are Bible verses and promises that God has said to me over, over the years and I have them laminated and put up on my wall. The whole wall to the south in my office is all filled with scripture and Bible verses and I remember standing there saying this, that if the only thing I ever had was your word, it's enough. I don't have resources and I don't have status. I don't have the largest church. I don't have the newest car. I don't have the most expensive home. I don't have any of those things. But if I had your word, that's more than enough. If you want to learn to listen to the Lord, you got to know and you got to live by his word. It has to be a part of your life. Jesus and the weakest moment of his physical life before crucifixion, when he was hungry, he was tired, he was weak physically, he held on to God's word. If you want to go to the places that the Lord will lead you, you got to hold on to God's word. Also, secondly, you have to trust in the word. If you want to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit, you've got to trust in the word. The devil took him again to the holy cities and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. He says, if you're the son of God, he said, he never gets off of that, does he? I, I just want you to know that Satan will always try to remind you of who you're not instead of who you are. He will always try to get you to go back before Christ came into your life. God doesn't love you. God hasn't called you. God hasn't anointed you or made you his child and he's always trying to remind us of the past he says that if you're the son of god he said throw yourself down for it is written he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift up their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone and jesus answered him it is also written do not put the lord your god to the test i love this verse because jesus says don't put the lord your god to the test Jesus is basically saying, I don't have to prove God's word in order to know that he loves me. And that is the key part of understanding how the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Sometimes I would pray, Lord, give me a sign, and nothing would happen. I remember I was, <clears throat> I know it doesn't look like it, but one time I was on this exercise bike, and I was working out at the gym, and I'm on this bike and I came across the scripture that says that God is able to do all things according, you know, beyond our imagination. That God is able to do all things. And I, I remember I just got rid of that whole verse except for the first part, God is able. 
And I just kept thinking about that. God is able to do immeasurably more. God is able. God is able. And, and as I was riding that bike, I literally, that's all I concentrated on. God was able. God was able. And I remember specifically that day that nothing happened. No miracle happened. Everything that I was praying for, nothing happened that day. Nothing happened that day except for the fact that on that exercise bike, while I was burning enough calories just to eat the Snicker bar later, the only thing I remembered was this. God was able. And I started to remember, I don't have to, I don't have, to have you provide a miracle to believe that you're able. I don't have to have you take me out of the situation that I am in order to know that you're able. And I began to trust the Lord. I began to trust his word. Even if it wasn't proven on that day, I began to trust the Lord. But the cool thing is, is three years later to the day, God ended up doing one of the greatest miracles for us. You see, God is able. You got to trust his word. You got to trust his word. And sometimes God is going to ask you to do things that you don't understand. He asked Noah to build a boat. It never rained on earth. He asked Abraham to have a son, even though he was well beyond his means. He asked Joseph to go to prison, to go before the family, so that he could be the one who to save Egypt and save the line of Israel. He asked Moses to lead the people out simply by trusting the God's word. And he asked David to be king by trusting his word. You see, David was anointed to be king, and everything was against him. Saul hated him, tried to kill him. His own son even overthrew him when he was king, and he was exiled out. But David returned to the throne again. Why? Because God promised, and you've got to trust his word. You've got to believe, like in Psalm 22, it says that in our ancestors, they put their trust in you and they trusted you and you delivered them. That people before me have always delivered, you'll deliver me. You gotta trust the word. So you wanna learn to listen, you gotta live in God's word, you gotta trust God's word, and if you really wanna learn to listen to the Holy Spirit, you gotta commit to God's word. And Matthew 4 says, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world, says, all this I will give you. If you bow yourself down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan. For it's written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Jesus says, I'm all in. I'm all in. I will live according to the word of God. I will trust the word. And I am all in on worshiping my father and him alone. Not what my feelings say not what I think I should do but what I know I'm all in I'm all in on what I know and I know that God is the true God that he is the one who is upon the throne he is the one who's there he is the one who created the heavens and the earth he's the one who brought me life he is the one I worship alone you got to be all in you got to be committed you got to jump both feet in you know, my, my father, they, my father and mother, they moved <clears throat> just this last winter, and, and they moved to a beautiful home, but they left the pool right where it was. And this pool was horrible. 
as far as like when we would go, because we would go like early May or late May and it was still cold and the pool was freezing. I mean, the ice cubes were still floating on there, but the kids loved it and, and they would get in. And, um, and so they would say, come on, dad, come swim with us, mom, dad. And so, okay, so we, we get our swimsuits on and, and, uh, and I say, okay, let's do this. And I would jump in. And uh, for the first five minutes, you know, I'm just laying on the bottom unconscious because it's freezing cold, you know. But my wife, she would do the normal thing. She would walk by and she would dip her toe in there. Ooh, no. Oh, no, that's too cold. I'll just work on my suntan over here. You know, it's, it's like she would always do that. She would never jump in. You got to be committed to God's word. You got to jump in, girl. Then, then. They go out and they, they end up investing in this heater for the pool. This thing was awesome. My nephew would turn it up to 90 degrees, you know, and the thing would be boiling like a hot tub. I'm, and this is a huge pool. And, uh, and so once again, I would jump in and it was great because you could jump in and enjoy it. And what my wife do? Ooh, ooh, that's just cold. That's still too cold and it would take time. And, and the thing is, when it comes to God's word, just jump in. You may not understand everything. You may not understand everything the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, but if you are living in God's word and committed and trusting in God's word, just commit and say, okay, God, it is your Holy Spirit that is speaking to me. I know this. I love you. I love your word. I know that I'm not going to be misguided because the word of God is guiding me. So Holy Spirit, speak and just commit and jump all in. Just jump all in. Because when he speaks to you, it's for a reason. Because he wants to have that relationship with you. He wants to have that, that closeness with you so that you would be sensitive to his spirit and he can guide you and direct you through this life. I think Jesus is a great example in the desert because even though we say that this is the temptation of Christ or the testing of Christ, it's not a test to see if you fail. It's a test to validate the system is working. I love computers. And when you turn the computers on, as I bring this to a close, when you turn the computer on, you hit the power button. The first thing it does is it goes through its startup procedures. And the hardware is actually being checked by a system. In Windows, it's called BIOS, and now there's the EFI system. But basically, the, the process is the same, is when you hit the power button on, the computer says, okay, this is the hardware that I have. And is everything working? Is my brain on? Is my arms moving? We kind of do this when we get out of bed in the morning, right? Ugh, yep, my arms still work. Oh, oh, nope, not yet. You know, and we just kind of boot up. And we start to see what we can physically do. And then once everything is going, going good, the operating system, the computer turns over the power, the authority to the operating system and says, okay, you're in control. And when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we got to make sure our hardware is good we got to make sure that at the very base, the very base of our life is God's word. Got to make sure that, that, that I am following God's word. I'm living God's word. I'm committed to God's word. I'm trusting God's word. And then as our mind begins to work, we turn over the authority to God and say, okay, God, lead me, direct me, guide me. And so that's the challenge for us. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And, and don't worry about getting his voice wrong. You know, sometimes we, we do, we worry, man, am I going to get this wrong? Do I, don't worry about that. You just keep praying. And in his presence, he'll guide you. 
He'll help you. And that's what we're here for, too, is the body of Christ. Because if I come and I start preaching, you know, some, something that's completely off the wall, I know that Buzz is going to take his shoe off and throw it right at me. You know, I know that we're here to help each other. So, so the, just, just trust God. Just continue to trust and be sensitive to his Holy Spirit.